Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Funky Football Friday, our final hour of the show. Nate and Andy coming up at 3 o'clock. They'll take you home. And if you're a late starter, don't worry. We got you covered with Birdo's Blitz. Mark Bertinoli, Mark Springer. And take you home every day from 6 to 7. For you late starters, we're going to get back to the NFL. We're getting back to the Denver Broncos. Dan Tanner's Daily Dose at 2.20. Our thoughts ahead of the game at 2.30. But right now, it's time to have some fun with little game show Friday. We like to have some fun on Fridays. DT's the host. We're the contestants. We're going to play a game show today. That's how big game show Friday is. The segment is so big, we now got a partner on it. Nice. We welcome, no way. We got a sponsor? We do. We welcome Backish and Shanker to oh, Game Show Friday. Welcome to the world famous uh, <laughs> Nobody lawyers? Knows What the Game Is. Yeah, yeah. So that's in case you say something wrong and need a little help, give <laughs> Backish and Shanker. Give Backish and Shanker. If you're injured or you say something dumb like I probably will, call 222-2222. Let's play Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grade? DT, what are we playing? All right, we're going to do some likely or unlikely. We'll bounce around the NFL. We'll bounce around the local teams here. Uh, let's start fun with... Stuff. We've actually <laughs> yeah, uh, we've actually touched on this a little bit, but likely or unlikely, the Rockies lose more than 100 games this year while finishing top 10 in attendance. Oh, that's 100% happening. They are... They're 13th right now. They're 13th in attendance? Oh, weather Weather's going to start getting starting. worse here. The Buffs start playing in two weeks. Uh, you've got other interests. Yeah, I'm going to say unlikely. Unlikely. If they're on the verge, right? If they were like top seven already and they had a little bit of room for mm-hmm. air on the backside, I'm going to go unlikely. Because they're losing 100 games for sure. See, I, I think actually you probably cocked me into that of, of unlikely because they're going to continue to lose games and then more opportunities present itself in, in Denver with other teams and activities throughout the fall. But there's no other teams on a Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're right. I have a high school you know, football. But you know what there is? TV. Yeah. Stuff to watch my couch. Like, I mean, you think about well, video different. games. 13 we're, days from right now, you get you get football on Thursday night. You get football on Friday night for your kids. You get college football on Saturday. You get pros on Sunday and Monday. That leaves the Rockies Tuesday and Wednesday to do something. No, thanks. No, because no one gives all that much about football as you, you two. That's not true because, no, I, yeah, because I, you're gamblers. That is an untrue statement. I think people love football. That is an untrue statement. I think statement. there's 32,000 people every single night that probably care as much about them as other stuff. About the Rockies? Yeah, so them people are still going to go. So you think they, they go they, top 10? I, I don't think them 32,000. I'm with Tyler on this. If they were already top seven, they would stay there in top 10. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say I'd like there, I'd like to stay in the top 15, yeah. yeah. I think they'll do that. Because we all agree they're losing 100 games, right? Oh, yeah. That's going down. That's happening. Mm-hmm. Dude, Take it to the bank. Yeah. That would be cool, though. Yeah, it would. That's going to be awesome. 62 and 100. That's what uh-huh. I'm rooting for. Dan. All right, fellas. Uh, likely or unlikely, Jerry Judy will be starting for the Denver Broncos by week three of the regular season. Week three, uh, I'm going to go likely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go off my guy Chris Harris Jr. here and his incomplete sign that he did every time he did his job. Um, if, if Chris Harris is calling it three weeks, if the Broncos are saying moderate, I don't think he needs to play in week one. I would certainly not make that the target return date if I were in charge or calling the shots down there. I'm going likely, Dan. He's starting by week three. Well, if you look at it right now, it is currently the 25th. The Broncos' first game is on the 10th of September. So, you I mean, you've got some time even before the game begins. I mean, he's got a solid two weeks of recovery before week one even comes around. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I would say you're looking at a three- to four-week recovery, week two. But then you get to the situation, okay, could he be back? Absolutely. But then you get to the situation of, all right, well, it's early in the season. How badly do we want to press it? Uh, I do think he'll be back, but I could see a world in which it doesn't happen. Yeah, because four it'll be four weeks. Oh, no, that's a lie. It'd be three weeks and a few days at week one start date. It'd be three weeks? Yeah. One, two. Yeah, you're right. Three mm-hmm. weeks. So, I, he, I mean, if it goes into week three, as Dan hinted at, we're talking I suppose, about hey, man, six he, weeks. He could be back for week one. But would you? I guess you really want to beat the Raiders. I don't know. It's been about six years since we beat the Raiders. Literally. Yeah. They've never beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Likely, Don. What do you mean? They'd be back. They asked a question. It was either likely or unlikely. Oh, okay. So my answer is likely, Don Pardo. Likely. Oh, okay. Okay. That's That went right over my head. Well, not the game we're playing. Tanner. Are we I got not playing it. likely or likely? Or are we playing? <laughs> hey, here's a topic to discuss for the next 10 minutes. I thought the game was like, likely? All right, likely. likely. Okay. I think we're doing a radio yeah. show. Yeah. You yeah. get a little opinion involved here. Likely? Back up right. your reasoning. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we can know. argue after we give answers. Okay. We'll argue. I don't have any argument. Likely. <laughs> Everybody said likely. Uh, Dan or Don? All right, fellas. Well, likely or unlikely, Shohei Otani never throws another pitch in the majors the rest of his career. Unlikely. Oh, wow. Never throws another. I'm going unlikely with Scott, too. But it's also... I, what do you think Shohei's brain is, especially with negotiations? Because I, I said yesterday, I think if he's not pitching, then you're talking about a $350 million contract. I hope him and his family can survive. <laughs> um, and, and instead of a $520 million contract, if he's going to be an every-fifth-day pitcher. Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of predictions that I've seen out there is that he's going to lose a minimum of $100 million because of this deal. Uh, I do think that he's going to want to pitch again, which means he's probably going to pitch again. So the answer's unlikely. Because the question was he will never pitch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlikely. All of us say unlikely. Well, all I know is he's still playing with the hurt elbow, and I've also heard that people want to, you should still shut it down. But he wants to He's going to bat. Yeah, he wants to For, break the record. Oh, okay. I mean, does this help the Angels' chances of retaining his services? If no. he's comfortable there. Well, no. if they're letting him play, and, and most teams would shut him down. He basically gets to do whatever he wants. I, I make the rules. They're begging and pleading at this point, though. 
Oh, that's probably some of it. Like, hey, you tell yeah. us what you want to do. Yeah, yo, you want to play? Okay, you can play. Well, mm-hmm. I believe in this game we had a question about the Rockies' attendance. You don't think the the, uh, the Angels saying, hey, can, can you please at least play? Exactly. exactly. The article I read, every stadium he's played in this year, attendance has gone up. When they were here for three games, they, they were like sold out. Yep. I mean, so wherever he shows up or whenever the Angels on TV – Ratings go people up. People show out. And people show up. Mm-hmm. So whether it's to pitch or not, it's too bad because, I mean, I mean his win-loss percentage wasn't like you know, Cy Young, but his ERA was right there. ERA was outstanding. DT. All right, guys. Likely or unlikely, the Georgia Bulldogs are the first college football team to three-peat as national champions since Minnesota did it back in 1934, 1935, and 1936. What were there, eight teams? What the hell is Minnesota doing in the championship? Um, I think it's unlikely. I just think that it's so hard to do it, and they're in the SEC, which makes it even tougher. Uh, I mean, Alabama's now got it. It's weird to even think about Alabama having a chip on their shoulder with the way the last couple of seasons have gone, but I think that's exactly what they're looking at. Uh, I think teams like LSU are in the mix of these things. You always think about Michigan's. Uh, TCU, TBD, who was there last year. But I just think it's so hard to go back-to-back, let alone back-to-back-to-back. I mean, you're, I you're, you're, big, you're big four. You've got Georgia, you've got Michigan, you've got Ohio State, you got Alabama. Yeah. Uh, the, those, those are your big four. What are you shaking your head LSU's better now. Alabama. Alabama's. LSU's well, be LSU's in there, too. Yeah. Alabama's yeah. lost a whole bunch of people, but I looked at their schedule today. Alabama's got a fairly easy schedule. Do they? Who's, who's Georgia's QB? I honestly don't even know. I don't know either. Okay. I mean, you lose Stetson Bennett. Uh, I don't. I don't care how talented he is. It feels unlikely that you lose a dude that won two at your QB and you followed up the third. Yeah. Uh, Carson Beck is the new quarterback at UGA. I know nothing about Carson Beck. I think LSU is going to be really good. This I think year. LSU's got a chance. Michigan, Michigan's going to be really good too. They're going to mm-hmm. lose their coach first three games. Michigan's going to be really good. Three games. They're probably playing but, Appalachian State, but Western. It, it is literally. Yeah. Yeah. But we've yeah. seen Michigan go into the finals last year and just TCU run all over, mm-hmm. and then Georgia ran all over TCU. Yeah, I mean Georgia has been head and shoulders above all other college football programs the last two years, and it honestly hasn't been that close. Alabama's well, the was, second Was Ohio team. State the last non – or Clemson? Clemson, Clemson was, the yeah. last non-SEC team to win a, a championship? I believe so. You brought this up yesterday, but the three teams that Harbaugh is going to miss uh, in his self-imposed suspension, East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be all right? I think they'll be okay. And I think yeah. they come back for Rutgers. Yeah. And, and then he'll dominate them as well. Yeah, DT, unlikely. All right, fellas, likely or unlikely, Michael Porter Jr. averages over 20 points per game this upcoming season. He averaged 17.4 points per game last year. You ask him to make one more three a game, a couple more layups, maybe a cut off of Joker and get yourself two more layups uh, with the roster construction. And again, uh, obviously dependent on health. I think Malone's staggers get changed a bit this year because of the depth bench or or lack thereof, at least in my opinion here, before I've seen anything. I'm very hesitant to say this, but I'm going likely. Well, let me ask you guys this. Uh, At the very end of the season, couldn't shoot to save his life. But last couple games, he kind of added a new layer to his game. He was attacking. He was driving. He was doing things that he typically does not. Do we expect that to transfer into next season? I think that you hope it does. And but that I, wasn't the question. Do we expect it to? 
No. I don't either. Yeah. Thus, I'm going to say unlikely. I expect him to shoot more. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, Dr. Hastings. It's mm-hmm. a nice little Good question. Theme. Unlikely. Good question, Don. Is that it? Why? That's how you play the game. Nope. No. You nope. have to explain it. You it, said it, that. Dan, is the name of your game likely or unlikely <laughs> and explain correct? yourself or is it just what's it called? That, it's called likely or unlikely, so you're technically correct, but so Tyler and Josh are also... I, I think you're going to have a more healthy Murray to start, <laughs> so Murray's going to take some of the, 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 the scoring. Joker's going to be Joker. He doesn't care if he scores. You, you still got Gordon's going to get his. I, I think there's a good chance that he could, but I think I think you're going to have three or four guys averaging 18, 19 points, and Joker averaging 24. Okay. You know, yeah. I think I, now I'd like to see a whole bunch of games plus 30 from him this year, though. Mm-hmm. He should go. He should go. There should be less frequency of 30-plus games. See, I think you could have – I'll play your game. I'll take – likely or more likely, four guys averaging 17 points a game and more for the Denver Nuggets. Four guys? Four guys, 17 or more. Oh, unlikely. I'm going unlikely also. See, I think more likely. Because AG, you think AG can do that? Well, he was a 16-7 last year. Okay. Right? Yeah. Murray's going to. Murray will. Joker's Murray and Joker. Will. I mean, Joker's the type of dude that that very few teams with a superstar like Joker. Could you say there'd be four guys to do it? Right. But certainly, Joker's the, See, the I, unicorn there. I, 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 basketball history says probably unlikely. I think. I think Seattle one year had three guys average over twenty. Wow. Which is is tough, and then they lost to Chicago in, yeah. the, in the finals. Um, was that like Gary Payton, Kemp, and Ben Baker? Or Ben uh, Baker? I was, think Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's unlikely. But but if any team were to do it, I think think it would be this team coming up that yeah. you'd have four guys averaging over 17 points a game. Now you know Gordon. I think Gordon was 16 something. That's my biggest question mark is AG. Yeah. And it's it's almost because of what we talked about with roles. He doesn't he doesn't have to be aggressive. He's not really aggressive anymore. So that would be my biggest question. How about two guys over 20 and two guys over 16? Yeah, I'd be I would agree with that. How about three twenties? Well, I just said MPJ can, so well, I, I would go likely. If you said MPJ is likely to do it, then mm-hmm. you're, there's you're, your three twenty. You should have three guys over twenty points next year. Sixty I points. Think, I think Murray was a nineteen last mm-hmm. year. That there, there goes half your points. The Hastings theory rode to one twenty. You get it from three. Yeah. All right, DT, one more. All right, lastly, fellas. So I'm going to Toronto, Canada next week for my Stupid. fantasy Tell football draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now my Stupid. question is. I'm taking my Av Stanley Cup ring. Oh. Likely or unlikely, I can this? convince a fine Canadian woman that I was a part of an NHL Stanley Cup winning championship <laughs> team, and that will eventually lead me to getting a date. Well, listen, why don't you... I don't you, think you should bring it, you, <laughs> first you, of all. Yeah, that, I, I would start with that. But, but second off, give us a name, because you can't just say, oh, like, you're easy. on the team. you you got to say uh, who go, you I'm are. I'm going to kind of have to go, like, Sam Gerrard, Alex Newhook... Alex Newhook is your best chance. Okay. And also, like, wear long sleeves so she can't see your skinny arms. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't wear I mean, shorts. First off, Sam Gerard definitely doesn't have the bald spot that you got. Yeah, you don't uh, even have a hockey butt either. At least Grizz has got a bit of a definitely hockey butt. Definitely got no Are thighs. You looking at her butts, bro? Uh, he's got. We work together. <laughs> he got that number two pencil for his thighs. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll just ask you do, do you have a. a Av's jersey with the number 49 on it. You're no. going to wear their own jersey. <laughs> no, I don't. 
So, so wear your Avs 49 jersey with that ring. You'll fool, yeah. You can fool some of the people some of the time. You just can't fool all the people all the time. Yeah. You might even get a million dollars. I'm actually going likely on this. They're Canadian. They're going to be boozed up. They're going to be Molson diced up, and you're going to have the actual ring. But what are you going to do if they notice Tanner on the side of it? He does have a resemblance to New Hook. But his ring says Tanner. I know. I'm just not going to show her that part. Yeah. (laughs) What parts are you going to show her? Yeah. Well, tune in. Uh, yeah. Talking about the ring. We'll we'll see when I'm he talking comes about yeah. the ring. <laughs> All right, there we go. Fun game. We play some game shows every Friday. We like to have some fun with it. And now our friends are on board. Backus and Shanker, uh, serious lawyers for serious injury cases. Call 222-2222. Backus and Shanker, DT's Daily Dose, coming up next. All right, real quick, before we get to Dan's Daily Dose, we just did an unlikely likely during the break of whether or not your ring comes back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why so little faith? We all win unlikely. <laughs> I am worried about going through customs with it. That's the only thing I'm a little nervous about. Maybe I don't even know how that works. What? What? Hold on. Put it on your hand. You know, no, the, yeah, those you... Canadians are going to steal it. Oh, it is hockey, yeah. Well, keep it on your finger, though, while you go through that. No, I don't think the, I don't you think can. the Canadians will steal it because you just put it in the little tray. Most most of them, you know, believe in valor in their own championships. They don't wear rings. They don't. Well, in the city of Toronto uh, doesn't know what a Stanley Cup <laughs> ring looks like. So. Hey, yeah. there you go. Nice, Dan. They Good don't. They, like I said, they don't wear rings. They don't think they deserve. They're they're Canadian. They're hockey purists. Oh, true. Well, I'm American. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> Give me what I yes. get. <laughs> solid, solid response. Yeah. And he's on the team. He's freaking Alex Newhook. Give yeah, him a exactly. break over there. Goodness. <laughs> All right, DT, let's learn about the NFL. Anything we miss with the Broncos, what you got? All right, I wanted to play this for you guys because we've. this is something we've been talking about throughout the preseason, the, the type of culture that Sean Payton is instilling into Dove Valley. Here is Broncos defensive coordinator Vance Joseph talking about what he's seen as far as the culture building goes from Sean Payton. I think the culture that coaches bring, you know, to this organization is accountability. You know, he wants guys to be accountable, you know, and to be, you know, be, be good pros, um, you know, being, being on time and practicing well and being responsible for your job. Just simple things that, you know, that normal jobs actually do, you know, and um, he's a coach that every night he's giving a message and that's important. You, know, you can change the culture by hoping, but he doesn't hope. It's addressed every night, and it's it's through who he signed in free agency, and it's how he handles the team, you know, through adversity. So it's been fun to watch, and it's been nice to watch the players kind of dive into it and kind of take to the culture, because it's not easy changing the culture. You know, you have things that was allowed last year has not been allowed this year. So for players to kind of learn by making mistakes and learn from his conversations has been uh, good for this team. I will say one thing quickly before we go to the, the, the antics there. Like, I think we all probably owe Vance Joseph some sort of an apology. I know yeah. I certainly do. Um, I love listening to the guy talk. Like, I love listening to his well, football it, it, mind because work. because he's, he's so much more comfortable. You in know, that setting? In, in, in this role, look, man, he was a first-time head coach. And although I don't think he was nearly as bad of a coach as most people made him out to be, no. it was the first time, right? And, and so he was in a With different zero role. Zero quarterback. Yeah, with zero quarterback, and, and now he's just in – He's it's familiar. This is familiar for him, right? I, I couldn't help but think to uh, yesterday of the conversation we had about VJ, and uh, I can't remember which one of you brought it up, of like how much credit you give teams that are willing to go, no, it doesn't work. See you later. 
Like, what if the Broncos, how different would life be today if the Broncos had that mindset instead of the patience complete 180? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I don't, I'm not sure they panicked on Vance Joseph, but they had no patience. Mm-mm. Well, um, and they didn't, they didn't, they weren't able to recognize right away that Paxton Lynch wasn't it and pull the plug. They said, no, we're going to fix it yeah. instead of pull it. Well, the front office did. It's, it, the problem with that, Vance's time here was meddling front office mm-hmm. in, in the football thing. It, Tyler will tell you this, and, and I've said this a million years also. Players know, know who can play and can't play. Doesn't matter what the, the GM might be having an agenda and say, well, we got to get this first rounder. Yeah. He's got to get more to players in that locker room. They know, they, know. Where, they know where that guy, that first rounder or second round, they know right away if mm-hmm. he can play. Yeah, it doesn't take long. You know, going back to the culture, though, of Sean Payton, uh, I saw Benny Fowler out of practice a couple days ago, and Benny played for him out in New Orleans. And I was asking him uh, just about Sean Payton and the culture. Uh, and he said, man, it, it's uh, it's no BS kind of culture. There's no question about it. It's accountability. It's demanding. Um, you know, and, he, and the way he was talking about it, it was like, kind of seemed stressful. So I said, well, but did you like him? And he goes, I like him. I love him. <laughs> I, I, I love him. I, he said, Sean Payton's easily one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. You know what? I think why it works. He's a swaggy Bill Belichick. That, that, that's what he is. He, he's got the, the same type I of accountability like and kind of demanding nature of Bill Belichick, but he's got enough redemptive qualities with the guys, kind of just with the swag and the shoes and everything else that I think it, it, it comes across a little bit more peacefully than it does with, with Bill Belichick. Yeah. I like that I, I would even say, instead of Belichick, I'd say Parcells. Sure. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, same thing. I mean, they're the same dude, really, yeah. right? I mean, and he and he learned and coached under Bill Parcells a lot. So, yeah, he's like a junior Bill Parcells. But and, and he, Belichick, we still get to see. We yeah. and we'll run, we'll run press conference this year where he is the the a hole Bill. <laughs> yes, we will. Dude, you forget years of, of Parcells. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a dumb question? An hour late. Why is it so easy to lose More account? More likely. Uh, oh. Hey, <laughs> that's next week. Why is it so easy to lose accountability in a pro sports locker room? Can't play. Well, it depends. What but where's the about. sense of pride? Well, I think you got to define that question a little bit. Like, like yeah. to lose accountability, what are you referring to? So, like, Who, it, who's losing it, and and what's being lost? Well, if, if the culture changes, accountability. I, I'm assuming that they're saying that everyone's held to the same standard or a similar standard of being accountable for what you do, how you help the team, how you help your teammates, how you help yourself. Because it's human nature. To take all the freedom that you are allowed. Yep. Mm. Okay. That, that, that's the, so that's the honest answer. answer. Very good I answer, I mean, if, if dad's out of the room, I go to college, guess what? I'm staying out till 2 a.m., yeah. right? And, and, and then if dad goes out to college, you got to hope you got enough brothers and sisters in there going, no, Tyler, we're staying home. Yes. Dad wouldn't, wouldn't expect us to be doing that. Let's not do that. And, and, and good teams have that in a locker room. Now, if you have... You know, dad leaves the room and, and your locker room is devoid of and you got all people in there to say no i'd rather do that then you're in trouble yeah that's a good point dt but let, let me ask you before we go on wasn't wasn't kubiak accountable oh yeah yeah so absolutely and tyler played for him too right oh no it wasn't a shot at kubiak at all it was just uh he, he loved him yeah so i would think it'd be easier to go from a guy who everybody's accountable for what they're supposed to do 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To another program where the coaches, the guys, every guy's in here. It's not as big of a culture shock. It's not as big of a culture shock as opposed to if you go to you know, hack it last year to yeah. also, yeah. you know, maybe your last year was rookie. And now, you, dude, I thought we were allowed to do this. We're not allowed to do this. Nick Benito. Yeah. Nick Benito is a good point in case, and, right? And you know what? And sometimes just accountability will bring guys back to who they were. Nick, Nick, Nick Benito in college was a beast. Yeah. Was a beast. Now, I know he was banged up a whole lot last year, but he looked like a lost child. Yeah. And maybe a little accountability early on. You ain't doing this right. What, this ain't how you got you drafted. This ain't what, what made you an All-American. Mm-hmm. You know? So maybe maybe we just seen more. I, I, I think Nick Bedino is going to have a big year this year. I do, too. He's looked really, really good. And maybe it is that culture change. All right, DT. All right, fellas, let's hear from uh, 49ers GM John Lynch. He was on KNBR in San Francisco talking about uh, what's most likely for the team and quarterback Trey Lance. I think that's the most likely option. Uh, you know, as I said, we're very happy with Trey. Um, that's probably the most likely option is that he's here. Um, if we could find a landing spot for Trey that is, is um, you know, is a really good one for him and, you know, works for our organization, that's not something we'd, we'd turn a blind eye to. But that's not where our focus is right now. Um, you know, I think uh, our focus is on Trey getting back here and us being the best football team. We're getting close to Pittsburgh, and um, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, there's there's viable options for all players, but right now Trey's a part of our team, and we're going to move forward with that in mind. I kind of took that as here's John Lynch campaigning. Here's John Lynch being the GM saying, oh, no, we, we're happy. We still like him. We still like we still him. Still this is what we want. Him. You have to come and get him from me. Yeah. I'm not giving him to you. That's what oh, that But was. they don't need to. I mean, to be honest, because they're going to be good. Yeah, they are. If Purdy stays, if Purdy stays upright, I think they're going to be they're going to be pretty good. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, and so, you, and, and you said a while ago, you think Sam Darnold's a great backup quarterback Heck for yeah. them to hand. And, and if anybody can fix a quarterback that two other places have said is broken, Kyle's the guy. Kyle Shanahan's the guy. So, another year to learn. Who knows? Maybe get him a little bit better, and then maybe if you can't trade him, thank you for the years. We wish it works out. When we had Lee Steinberg on the show, said 73% of first-round quarterbacks never work out. Yeah. He's another one into the stat category. and But then maybe somebody has some that has, you know, maybe has a little bit, and he could play another 10 years as a backup. I, I just I don't see a world in which Trey Lance is on that football team. I mean, that's he, also he, a roster he, spot, too. Even, even if they can't trade him, I think he just gets cut because there's no longer any intrigue. They've made their official decision that Sam Darnold is better than Trey Lance. They're no longer worried about developing him. They're no longer worried about stashing him on the roster. So they're actively trying to trade him. And then when it comes down to it, very few teams actually carry three active quarterbacks yeah. on their roster. So why would they carry a dude that they no longer have interest in? When, when, and if you can stash guy in the, in the IR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. um, and, and here's the difference for San Francisco and why they, they he thinks it may just cut him and not keep him. They think they can win the Super Bowl. Yep this year 
And so that guy that might take a Trey Lance spot might be a backup linebacker that plays. Might, yep. might be a kick returner that, that you know, is special. Might be a, a, an extra cornerback that you always need during the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be a young pass rusher that just needs a little seasoning but could come in in special moments. So if, if they didn't think they had a chance to win a, a Super Bowl, they might keep Trey Lance for another year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But I think they think they, they – and I do too. I think they could win it this year. I mean, it's Philly and San Francisco in the NFC. That. It comes down to those two teams. And, and I'm not sure that San Francisco doesn't beat Philly last year in the playoffs if Purdy doesn't get hurt. Yeah. If they didn't have Christian McCaffrey taking snaps at, at Wildcat. They had no chance. Yeah. It also becomes like how much is that in the back of a guy like John Lynch's head of going, if we had a quarterback that could just throw a ball, we're in the Super Bowl next last year. Oh, but they've been feeling that way for years, man. Uh, uh, Jimmy they, G overthrew yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. DT. Guys, the NFL did a somewhat partnership with the guys from Key and Peel on releasing what? the upcoming script for the 2023 NFL season. Here it is. <laughs> All right, everyone. Last season was a smash. Ratings gold, but this year's script has to top it. So welcome to the table read for the 104th season of the NFL. Let's get to work. Yes, Jalen. I thought this was the dress rehearsal. Oh, sorry. Week one, fourth quarter, 302 left. Jamar leaps up and makes a no-handed catch. No hands. How? I don't no need hands. hands. I'll just <laughs> catch you with my abs. We can call it the Abracagrabra. Might as well send the ball to Canton now. What if we wrote the Mahomes character out of the script entirely? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote him all? Yes. Guy, not cool. Who said that? She didn't. You're an actor, Patrick. Act like one. Boring. What if we played shirts versus skins? Ooh. I like it, Kirko. What if we replace my legs with actual wheels? I love it. What if Derrick Henry stiff arms a guy into another? It'd be possible for us to get to page two. <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I I will say that I think that the the script thing got a little carried away last year, but it was in good fun. If they lean into this part of it, I, I like that. No, it, that, that's fun. I mean, I didn't realize the NFL actually was partnering with them. Yeah, I didn't that. know that either. <laughs> uh, which makes it even better that they lean into it a little bit. No, I mean, look, the, the problem is referees. That's it. <laughs> it. It's not about a script. It's about referees. Yeah. Yeah, those damn referees. Scott, you love them. I don't like them. <laughs> uh, do you I think... Don't like, and let me just I don't, let me clarify, because you're right. I don't like them. Yeah. I don't like him in any sport. Not just basketball. I just happen to call basketball more than right. anything else. I don't like him in any sport. I don't know why you want to grow and be one other than they get overpaid. Well, yeah, you get overpaid and you get to be around the game. How much do basketball refs make? Well, I think veterans at one time were making close to 400. Oh, 400? 350, 400. Oh. And part-time? Okay. Well, I don't think they work right now. Kids grow up to be a referee. I should have listened to Irv Brown, man, all those years ago. Yeah, inter- now I want to know. Well, it's the internet, so who knows? Oh, but- it's true. If it's come from the internet, it's true. Oh, they're just talking about deals. Uh, the referee deal, the current, their CBA is a uh, seven-year deal. Yeah, who knows? All right, DT. Uh, Grizz is saying veteran refs can make up to 550k. Wow, Jesus, that's some serious money. Good for them. Yeah, um, just to get dog cussed well, by Hastings go. on the podcast. NBA referees. <laughs> th- then you know what? They ought to be able to take it. <laughs> I agree, Scott. Entry level referee compensation begins at 600 a game, roughly 250 thousand a year. 
That's that's for a rookie. Seasoned or professional referees can earn uh, thirty five hundred a game, up to five hundred and fifty annually. Wow! And five grand per playoff game. Yeah, they can also earn between eight hundred and five thousand per postseason game. Wow. Is it too late for me? No. It's never too late, Josh. Dude, if I'd have known that, I'd have. Yeah, you'd have been a referee. Dude, I'd, be ready, I'd be up that 550 mark ready to retire here. Right. Here, so. Wouldn't be fat. Gosh. Yeah, there are no fat referees. Up mm. and down running. You gotta think Likely about that. or unlikely, if I'd have been an NBA referee, I'd have ever gotten a fight with a player. Oh, Likely. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? Running along the side. Yeah. The one time that referee, what'd he tell you? Bleep you, Hastings. To this day, I'd like to punch him in the face. Get up on your tippy toes, say that to my face. Yeah, Yeah, you might be the tallest referee in the history of referees. They got that uh, cutler guy who's probably 6'7", 6'8", and they got this other ball guy who's not very good. He's about (laughs) 6'8". All right, there it is, our daily dose of NFL news. We hit it every day right around 220. What does does, uh, NFL refs make? I bet you it's more than that, Uh, No, I think it's way less than that. Uh, Oh, because of less games? Uh, I mean, I I don't know the answer off the top of my head, but if I had to guess, I'd bet maybe 200. 205 on this. this uh, that's still not a bad living. Sporting News, highest paid info rest, make about 250 annually. But that's on, the top on, on average 205. Okay. For a part-time gig, it's not a bad thing. To be around the game that we all love? No. It's a pretty good gig. Well, people have talked forever making NFL rest full-time. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to triple that salary. Well, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely no problem. They got the money, right? NFL, you got no excuse to not have full-time referees. Yeah. Why don't you take some of that fine money you get from the players uh, and put that into the referees? Postseason, they make 1500 to 5000 a game. It's not bad. So you want that group that makes it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Caleb actually just said, likely or unlikely, Hastings would have just fought Tony Brothers, <laughs> another referee. <laughs> All right, there likely we go. Likely or unlikely, who's yeah. winning it? Well, my money's on the big fella. <laughs> All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, give you some of our thoughts as to what we're looking at, plus Dan Tanner's weekly rewind. If you missed anything this week, DT will get you caught up in our thoughts on Broncos Rams next. Wrapping up. Going to hand off to Nate and Andy at 3 o'clock. They'll take you home till 6. And then uh, you got Bert and Spring from 6 to 7. Going to get into some Broncos thoughts. Then we got DT's weekly rewind coming up to end the show. Uh, I do want to just share this because I'm seeing it. I just showed Scotty. Tyler, I don't know if you can see it here, but Dion. uh, I saw this. Not only has he got the boot off, like he's got two tennis shoes on. I can't remember her name. The twin. Betty. Uh, miss, is it Miss no. Betty? Some no. God, no. we should all know this. Wow. It's it's embarrassing. We the, twins. the twins, the twins, right? That's what we're always known as the twins. But they're up there. One of the twins has passed, but the other there dancing with Dion. But my biggest takeaway. That's why I said Scott when you were in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, boots gone. He's got two tennis shoes on. Nice. He's not fully. Uh, maybe he is. He's dancing a little bit, but it looks like he's favoring the leg just a touch still. Well, I've seen that boot in the last few videos, so maybe, maybe he's got, maybe he's got the boot when he's out on the field just to protect oh, himself yeah, a little that bit. Might be. Miss Peggy. Peggy. I think they call her. There you go. Yeah. Um, but you can tell that left shoe ain't, ain't, that ain't like super tied up Mm-mm. and tight. It's loose. And, I, and it also looks like it's probably a season ticket holder event because they had some tables probably. set out there and everything. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to put his 
Second one in two segments. Best, Best foot, foot forward. forward. Yeah, Saw that go. one coming. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, I, and so I think he's, you know, trying to do that. He actually may have something on the foot, too. Like yeah, un, that, in the shoe. Yeah, that thing's protected. Somewhere. Yeah. That's what it looks but like. But I think he's trying to show, look, I can still get around. And what what better way to say I can get around showing a little dance? Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, better to dance with a 98-year-old so you don't have to, you know. Right. <laughs> you ain't going too legit, too legit yeah. to quit. Bam, bam. You know, You're not, not swing dancing. Yeah, he's, not, yeah he's, not, he's not getting up with MC Hammer and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. I'm um, ready for the season to get here for the buffs. I am. It, it's crap know, or get off the like, time, right? All right. It's been enough excitement. I, I get it. And it's still cool when Terrell Owens shows up. Hey, man, can you? One year ago, in what world are we living in that Terrell Owens and Michael Irvin are showing up to practice the Colorado Buffaloes, right? Listen to this. Jerry Rice's kid was on the team last year, and he didn't show up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, seriously, like, like it, it's so it, wild that those kids that are there right now, the majority of them, they don't even know how bad the Buffaloes are. And, and, don't you, think, and no. you know that had Jerry Rice's kid not portaled out before, you know, a year before Dion gets oh, there, yeah, Jerry, because him and Jerry were guys. Got it, been teammates, yeah, they, right? They, play, they were teammates, San Francisco. Well, they were, yeah, teammates, and, and, and then went against each other. They were enemies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, not enemies, but yeah, yeah. That that's actually, I said it out loud, and I'm like, holy hell, Jerry Rice didn't step foot in Boulder the entire time his kid was on the team. I, you know what? I know he was there watching, but no, I don't recall. And that's probably on Carl Durrell more than anything else. I mean, uh, probably. Uh, I, I don't know that he was invited to speak to the team. Maybe he was. Maybe he said no. Uh, but I mean, if, if you've got a guy like Jerry Rice, now that's it's that's a little bit tricky when the guy's got a son on the team. That's that a, bit, and that big of a name. That's a little bit tricky. Oh, to be like the guy, like if Michael Irvin's kid was on the team, it'd be right. weird for everybody. Yeah, for, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's probably true. Um, all right, final thoughts here. What are we watching uh, for in Rams Broncos preseason finale? Still some questions about uh, some running backs, but I think McLaughlin's on the team. I agree with you, Tyler. Brandon Johnson, I want to see if the O-line starts. We're certainly going to be keeping an eye on that. Um, and then, like I said, guys like saying Bassey, can he keep it going and secure his spot and kind of build a bigger role for him? That, that's what I'm looking at tomorrow night. So Sean Payton did insinuate that some starters could be playing in this game. Uh, he told us a few weeks back that the third game would look different. So don't expect anything from Russell Wilson. Uh, don't expect anything from the majority of the defense. Um, offensively, I still stand by. I would play my offensive line. I would. And and it's not so much that like a punishment thing a little bit. It's a little bit as a punishment thing, but it's truly <laughs> as look, man, there is something to be said about the taste of success going into the season. And this offensive line has not had a taste of success no. yet. So you go beat up on some second teams. Exactly. Go out there and 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 succeed. I don't care who you're going up against. Just have a taste of success of running the ball down their throats. Um, I I, I got to tell you what happened to me today. I, I talked to one of my guys on the phone. We are doing a blah, blah, blah game. He said, come, come on over and have a couple people over for the game, 7 o'clock. You know, we can have a drink and watch the game together. And it hit me like, you know, normally, you know, it's usually 2 o'clock on a Sunday, but sure. I'm like, I ain't going over to your house at seven <laughs> o'clock at night and watch watch, watch the last right. last preseason game with no one playing. And I'm like, and I'm for just saying, because initially I got excited. You're like, hell yeah, like, yeah sounds go fun. To my boy's house, he's got some nice bourbon. Bang, bang, bang. We can go. And then I'm like, I ain't going over to your house on a rainy Saturday right. to, to sit around with a couple of dudes and watch a game that. It doesn't matter. That no one cares about or matters. 
I, and then I started thinking, well, okay, then I could, at my house at least I could do. And then I'm like, dude, I got two days off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah there you go. Now you're thinking, So, so now, I've got, now, yeah. now I'm running into Josh's lane. There you now, go. <laughs> now, I'm rolling, now, using the now I'm rolling into Josh's lane a little bit. And I'm like, I, I don't even know if I'll watch it. Right. Then I felt kind of guilty, but I'm nah, like, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. watch. I'll, I'll watch it sometime before the game Monday, or for the show Monday. But I I, I tape them all, mm-hmm. so I'm like, but if something pops up and they go, hey, the new Guardians of the Galaxy movies on, uh, blah blah blah, yeah, let's go. Ah. I, I may do that. <laughs> I think preseason football is fine for the DVR. Yeah, it's yeah. okay for DVR. Yeah. It's all right. Almost encouraged. Yeah, because I know what sucks for these kids. So do you guys know what day the official cutdown day is? No. I, I, I don't know the official date. But, but it used to always day. be we would play the game, and then you'd go to sleep, and you'd wake up, and you'd get a call, right? And, August and, and, 29th, Tuesday. Scott was right. August 29th, Tuesday. So these guys yeah, got have all this they, these guys got like three <laughs> days that they got to sit there in agony wondering if they made the team. That's tough, dude. Yeah. Well, let me just say this way, and I'll help someone out, out if they're listening. If you don't play on the game Saturday, are and they good at pumping gas? And you haven't played a bunch already, you're probably not going to be on the team. That's right. Uh, get your agent working, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, we'll see you later. Yeah. You know, um, I did say that uh, Cracker Barrel had uh, signed for help wanted. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Target's always looking for folks. Uh, All right, what'd you miss this week? DT will get you caught up. It is our weekly rewind. I almost went to the University of Arizona. Oh, well, that's a great choice. Why do you think I almost went there? I know I almost went there. Do you remember the picture of Drunk fell over Gronk? Yeah. After oh, after yeah. his visit there, yeah, oh right. my god! I, Arizona was terrible, dude. I I had offers from tons of top twenty schools, <laughs> and Arizona was garbage. They were hot garbage. Really? But oh, I, football I, wise, oh yeah. yeah. But I fell in love with my recruiting hostess. They gave me this chick that I'm sure she had the same effect on about twenty five other kids. That was her entire but job. I, I was positive I was going to marry this girl. Yeah. I, look, there's very few people that I played with or I played for that I hate. I hate him. <laughs> like, no, I, I really do. Like, like, I hate Josh McDaniels. Yeah. That's a strong word, yes, man. Yes, it is. I, I, I think I've only got two or three teammates over my entire career, college or NFL, mm-hmm. that I would put in that category. <laughs> two or three. There's like four people total yeah. ever. I'm telling you the truth. That's the Carved biggest fine you have. to the team. That's it's what Josh gave you? That's what Josh McDaniels gave me. Is jo- you don't think Josh is a good coach? Josh is horrible. <laughs> you really think Josh is a horrible coach? He's horrible. How you go run? Jake he got you 22. He got you 22. No, I got me 22. Oh, okay, oh yeah. <laughs> he's listed 5'11", 194, which means he's 5'10", 185. Right. And that's that's the only thing. I'm like, you, story of my life, right? Just give him a couple inches, and he could have done something with himself. <laughs> he comes up to Will and I, and he goes, so what do you think it means if we don't play in the uh, fourth preseason game? <laughs> Will. God, it was savage, dude. <laughs> Will turns to him and he goes, "Well, you got to pump gas." <laughs> oh my God, dude! <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it was savage, dude. I, I, I literally punched him. That's all right. That's okay. You're gonna pump our gas someday. That's all right. That's okay. You're gonna pump our gas someday. The best receiver's got to be able to catch with his hands. I was working uh, across the street at Orange and Blue when that was still a thing. Uh, and I, I picked up a sponsorship from a skydiving company. So I was doing ads for them. And they're like, hey, come on out. Let's go do this oh, thing, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Night before I bailed. 
Really? I, dude, I got legit anxiety. You were scared. I, I got legit, like, I'm not jumping out of an airplane. What kind of idiot willingly jumps out of an airplane? People, if you were going skydiving and they told you half the parachutes <laughs> weren't going to open, you'd be like, yo, f that, I'm not going. Maturing, uh, and he is. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66? Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66. So that's improvement. My gamers call me fat. He called me fat, bro. Do I look good to be 300 pounds? Okay, cool. So, you proportionate. There it is, our weekly rewind every week. You miss anything, DT's got the latest for you. DT, Josh Grism, always appreciate you, gents. Good work this week. Jamar leaps up and makes a no-handed catch. No hands. How? I don't need hands. I just catch it with my abs. Call it the abracadabra. What'd he say? <laughs> that was a good bit, Dan. Uh, for my partners, Tyler Columbus and Scott Hastings, I'm Josh Dover. We're back Monday at noon. Have a fun, safe weekend. Try not to punch anybody in the face. And if you don't get lucky, you know you can't blame Marvin. <laughs>